Daryl Morris on Times Radio. Hello there, good morning. 25 to 1. It is Monday on Times Radio. Sam Walker is with us tonight from Arizona. Holding up all right, Sam? I am indeed, Daryl. Thank you. Good stuff. Um, and we, uh, we've got our eye on Argentina as well tonight. We've been following the results of what have been a hugely consequential election. And Javier Millet, uh, a character who we've had our eye on, haven't we, for the last few weeks, got through to the final round of the Argentinian election alongside economy minister Sergio Massa and has won. He is a far-right libertarian. He is Donald Trump on steroids. It is a seismic moment in global politics, really. Of course, in Argentina, and of course, in Latin America. But generally speaking, in global politics, uh, John Bonfiglio is in Latin America for us tonight and has been chewing over the results over the last hour. John, hello, good evening. Hey, Daryl. Um, just remind us where we are up to tonight. Uh, so, um, as of uh, about an hour ago, Javier Millet uh, was declared the uh, the victor of the Argentine presidential election by 12, by a huge unprecedented 12 percentage points, given that we were, uh, we were led to believe by um, Argentine pollsters that it was going to be uh, neck and neck. But giving you a sense of actually some of the breakdown of votes, especially in the regions which went really big for Malay, Cordoba, the tourist oasis in the heart of the country, holds 74% for Malay against 26% uh, for uh, for Massa. And I guess the question, you know, of course, the question is, how has this happened? And the answer is, lies in the fact that Argentina is about to enter its sixth recession in 10 years, with inflation projected to hit 200% by the end of the year. And people are struggling. They are really really struggling. And they're also fed up because this is not a new problem for them. And the establishment of the left or of the right has not been able to fix these problems. And that is uh, the reason for this uh, strange, unique, extreme figure of Javier Millet. And just remind us, John, who he is. So he's a 53-year-old economist with a really distinctive personal style, partly his unkept, you know, his wild hair, his leather jacket, um, and also has, since the beginning, had a highly effective uh, media presence. Actually, you know, he was born into a working-class family in Palermo, uh, Buenos Aires. His nickname, El Loco, the Madman, actually emerged from when his time uh, at school. So his rhetoric is definitely not uh, new at all. He is an economist. He studied economics, became a professor for 20 years before he entered politics. But it was really in the television programs of the 2010s when he began to come to prominence, uh, characterized by insults and abuse and um, uh, reactions uh, on on television and online, which got him elected to office for the first time only two years ago. And that hugely rapid ascent uh, mirrored, went hand in hand with Argentina's uh, economic problems. Scant political experience, very limited political uh, machine. But his policy positions are, uh, we've spoken many times about is the fact that he's due to abolish the central bank, dollarize the economy, slash spending. But then the, the slightly lesser known ones are the fact that he intends to liberalize uh, gun ownership, privatize uh, state firm. He opposes abortion in all cases, even in uh, cases of uh, rape. And uh, he is a climate change skeptic uh, and proposes to legalize the sale of, of human organs. These are not standard poly policy positions for any politician. And, and I mean, we obviously just drawing through the detail there, 74% in, in that um, sort of tourist city that you, that you talk about there. But who are his voter base? And, and in particular, how have the young 
uh, approach this election? Because that's a fascinating part of this puzzle, isn't it? It is a fascinating part. It also, in part, because it's been regarded and designated to say that this is the first AI election that we've uh, that we've witnessed. Uh, actually, it's actually perhaps the only thing that Sergio Massa uh, and Javier Millet have in common. We've seen posters, videos, slogans, and of course, deep fakes uh, for. Uh, for AI. The young have actually been really fervent supporters of this sort of uh, maverick shoot from the hip uh, kind of figure. His, his, his supporters really, I guess the base is your sort of disaffected uh, working class uh, voters. But actually that spreads so far again because this economic malaise does not just affect that particular grouping. So it spread well, well beyond that. And I guess where Sergio Massa and the Peronist left has struggled is because in the classic horseshoe of politics, you know, the extreme right actually comes uh, to overlap in some senses with the with the left as well. So a lot of those votes were taken uh, were taken from the left in in terms of some of those policy positions. Hi, John. It's Sam Walker here. I'm in Phoenix, Arizona, where, of course, uh, I was saying to Daryl earlier, you know, we're just over a year out from uh, from the next U.S. presidential election, where Donald Trump is, of course, readying himself to be the new Republican candidate, the next Republican candidate. I'm wondering, listening there to you talking about... Um, you know, this man's other policies. They seem to really align with a lot of what Donald Trump was saying, you know, f- f- three years ago. I'm trying to remember when the last election was. Three years, you know, again, you know, the anti-abortion stance, the anti-climate change stance, the, you know, the more freedom around the likes of gun ownership. Those are the things that didn't seem to particularly play out well for him, however. Do you think that's also a danger in Argentina? Um, I think it is in some senses. I think it depends a little bit on the policy. I mean, bear in mind that actually uh, not too long ago, Javier Millet called the Pope, and bear in mind this is a hugely Catholic country, uh, a communist expletive, expletive, expletive. So that doesn't seem to have affected his voting intentions and his support in that that particular regard. There are clearly groups that would never vote for Millet on any given uh, Sunday. But I think the key thing here, of course, is the economy. Um, I mean, mm. I think people are happy to forget his other policy positions because they are struggling so much with the economy. And actually what he's saying about dollarizing the economy and about doing away with the central bank is they perceive to be uh, an opportunity to, to move on from their current uh, travails because no other policy has worked for the last generation. So they're left you know, wondering, well, you know, what else? Actually, there's this, um, a Brazilian newspaper a, a couple of days ago described this election as being a choice between Dracula, Massa, blood-sucking politician, and Frankenstein, a, most, a monster. And it seems <laughs> yes. as though in this, yeah, in this regard, the electorate has decided that the monster, Frankenstein, is better than Dracula. Mm. I did read um, one article where they said, you know, this this election was won on one thing, desperation. The people are literally desperate, which kind of makes you understand as a, as a layperson why they meant might, you know, elect someone who's, whose literal nickname, as you said, is the madman. But I mean, th- those economic policies, you've said that he does have, you know, actual, uh, actual experience in being an economist. He's done it for 20 odd years. What have general experts said about weighing in on whether these policies of, of his or not will actually work? I mean, generally, the economic outlook, although free market um, economists have come out big in the last hour and said how this is going to be, you know, a brave new world that is being uh, presented. But generally, your standard economist thinks that this is going to be a disaster for uh, for Argentina. That's a pretty 
uh, unequivocal view, you know, whether that manifests itself or not. But again, if you, if you look at the, the man on the street, the last mm. few years have already been a disaster for them. So, you know, what's another disaster? You may as well try a different tack uh, on on gauging the opportunity for a for a different kind of disaster, so that that you know that's where the support lies. But for sure, uh, you know, in terms of what uh, we expect to happen over the next few uh, days and weeks, and actually that, that is manifest a little bit in terms of some of the responses we've seen. Bolsonaro has declared on on Twitter just now that hope shines again in in South America. Gustavo Petro, the leftist president of Colombia, said that it's a sad day for Latin America and we'll soon see it. Neoliberalism has no answer to humanity's uh, current problem. So the election of Malay is not just uh, uh, consequential for Argentina. It is also throwing, you know, going to throw up uh, repercussions and issues regionally and internationally. I don't know if you just mentioned Elon Musk in that in that list there. Did you mention Elon Musk? Did I did I did I imagine that? No, I imagine that. Um, no, but he has come out and said that prosperity lies ahead for Argentina. He was one of the yeah. first to. Yeah, I'm just uh, looking at that message respond. now. Yeah, which I mean, you know, make of that what you will, but that's, uh, that's, absolutely, that's, absolutely. that's, that's Elon Musk's uh, take on that. Uh, just, just briefly, John, one final question for you. You know, we were we were sort of grappling with this idea earlier that um, you know Trump led to Bolsonaro, that leads to uh, uh, Millet to a degree. And, you know, it's, you, you, sometimes you can think a bit too hard about these sort of trends and the way that these sort of waves across various, populist waves wash across various countries. But we've obviously seen, we obviously did see Trump leading to Bolsonaro to a degree and then to a degree perhaps Bolsonaro leading to Malay. But, and and, and we, we mentioned earlier that Trump and Bolsonaro uh, both lost elections, although the forces around them remain. Is there a possibility that that, that wave has washed from north to south and will now wash back from south to north? I, th I think you're right. And that the key point there is, I think, that the forces remain. It's not as though, you know, we're not at the end of the story with these particular with these particular figures. I mean, they, they, there will be... Um, there was the famous line about there are no second acts in politics. Well, it seems as though with Trump and Bolsonaro, there absolutely are. So, you know, we're not at the end of the... Uh, of the road for sure. I think we, uh, we we wait and see. If I always think, you know, if history teaches us anything, is that we have to go a long way down the road uh, for the pendulum to swing swing back towards the centre. And I don't think I think these are uh, in terms of the the noises that are emerging and have been emerging in other countries for a few years. Uh, it seems to me that this is the the beginning of this um, of this paradigm. Uh, very much not, you know, the middle point or the end. Okay, John, very insightful as ever. John, thank you. No problem at all, take care. You too. John Bonfiglio with us in uh, Latin America tonight to take stock of that election results. Just a reminder then that the maverick right-wing libertarian Javier Millet has beaten his uh, his opponent, Sergio Massa, uh, from the centre-left of Argentinian politics and uh, will become Argentina's new president. It is a seismic result, a huge moment in Argentinian politics and global politics, really, as well. Um, this is Donald Trump, as we've been describing, effectively on steroids uh, in Argentina. And the ramifications of that will be felt not just in Argentina, but around the world as well. Really big moment from Latin America tonight. Uh,